Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I'm a TV writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from Kim Kardashian's statue smuggling to Adele being Adele, sorry, Adele, Adele being 30 free. Ha ha ha. 30 free, l'âge du Christ, uh, happy birthday Ad- Adele, uh, but first some housekeeping, um, if you like this show, please give it five stars on Apple, write a review, subscribe, it really helps more people to find the show, uh, so let's kick off the show with a sketch called Elon Musk at Dr. Marissa's. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dr. Marissa Cephalopod, and I'm a bird-certified psychologist. And yes, I'm also an octopus who lives at an aquarium in Little Ferry, New Jersey. Join me as I chat with patients from all walks of life, including superheroes. These are their stories. Dr. Marissa, your 8 a.m. appointment is here. Oh, oh my, what a tank! Elon Musk. What is up, octopus therapist? Elon Musk, you're not funny. I know what I am, and you address me as Dr. Marissa. Also, I'm sick of telling you not to park your rockets in here. This is an aquarium, not an airport parking lot. Technically, anywhere can be an airport parking lot. Besides, it is funny. I do comedy. My jokes rock. Just because you're on Saturday Night Live this week doesn't mean you're suddenly a comedian. I've lost my voice telling you this. Yeah, I know that's funny. An octopus therapist giving comedy advice is funny. Clearly, the things you find funny is not funny, Elon. I find that hard to believe. I find the best memes. I love Art Deco and Dogecoin. I told people to call me Elon Gate if there was ever a scandal. Ugh, I guess that's worth a giggle. Yeah, I rock at being funny. Okay, Mr. Funny Pants. How about I list some things and you tell me if if they're funny. Yes, I like this. Okay. What if you saw a woman with ripped holes in her pants walking down the street and you called her thigh holes? Hey, (laughs) hey, thigh holes. (laughs) Thigh holes? That's funny. Or what about openly criticizing food served at a funeral? Yes, and it lightens up the mood. Sad food sucks. Okay, 
So, or what if you made, uh, uh, I, I made you rather, I made you stand next to a wishing fountain and, uh, you, you know, uh, got you and me to make a wish so we could have a Freaky Friday switcheroo? Yeah, that would be hilarious. Then I would be an octopus therapist. Is that a skit idea for SNL? Sure. I mean, they call them sketches, but yeah. Why don't you stand right there, Alon? Okay, sure. By that fountain? Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if uh, you said, I wish I had your life with me three times? Well, all right. I wish I had your life. I wish I had your life. I wish I had your life. Wait, what, what's Ooh, happening? It's working! But I'm doing oh. SNL this week. No, I'm doing SNL this week. And it's gonna rock. And there you have it, another breakthrough. Join us next time. I'm Dr. Marissa, octopus therapist. So, uh, you know, I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about um, what it's like to be a doctor, um, family, and then also what's happening in India. Um, but for can you introduce yourself, can you tell listeners um, what's the first thing you will do when the pandemic ends? Um, go to Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. You've been talking about that. We've been talking about it for like you, a year. You want you want to get to Canada, but like, what what's fun in Canada? Because um, you 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 do live way up state in upstate New York. I literally live like maybe an hour and a half from Canada. And yeah, it's, it's kind of like your small version of small and cleaner version of New York City. Uh-huh. Um, it just reminds me of of our days in the city. Um, yeah, I love going there. Uh, ever since I've moved to Rochester, it's been like I try to go there at least a few times a year. But you know, since the pandemic, we haven't been able to go. Um, to give people more background, um, we are forever friends. We've been friends forever. Um, you were my first friend in high school. Um, you liked metal, like you, you, you're the only person I know that, uh, likes Motley Crue and, uh, still do, still do and Metallica. Yes. I love that. And, uh, yeah, all the, all the hair metal stuff. Although I don't think that you've ever seen decline of the Western civilization, the documentary. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm-mm. Um, there's a, it's like a three part documentary and the second part is all about like the hair metal bands of the like early, uh, not the early eighties, the like late eighties. Um, it's pretty hilarious. Um, you also knew Morrissey. 
that was one of the things I was like, oh, wow, she knows Morrissey. Like no one ever, like anyone in New Jersey, like never really talked about Morrissey. It, it, although right now, um, Morrissey is uh, very problematic and, and says terrible things. But back in the day, he was cool because um, he was associated with like the Smiths and, and whatever. But now he's he's kind of a, a poo. Um he was cool. all- he was good looking and he was weird because he was like an asexual or something. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There was something like cool about him, but then yeah, now now he's like uh xenophobic and racist and, and just uh, just all around um like boomer asshole. Um but then also we used to watch Six Feet Under together. We used to go to um dance clubs in New York with our fake IDs. We had a great time. Um, one of the best, uh, (laughs) we had one of the best, like, uh, I don't know, like teenage into our twenties. Those, those were the times, those were the times when like, I, I feel for this generation, they'll never know how great it was. Yeah. I mean, New York had already, um, it was, it was, it was becoming like a Disneyland where, uh, it was a lot safer, um, you could go, there was always that element of danger, but, um, cause it's a big city, but in a lot of ways it, it was, uh, very much different than like my, say my siblings, like when they were growing up in like the eighties and nineties, like we were going into the city, it was pretty safe. Um, and we, we would just have a blast and then we'd, we'd go back to our suburban lives in New Jersey. <laughs> Oh my god we didn't have cell phones and we just like yeah we were uh we don't we just have our memories which were awesome we just had our memories no no pictures for instagram that that didn't exist um and so i bring this all up because uh you know you're a doctor like did you ever think that you would be where you are when you were a teen like when we were growing up you know going clubbing like did you think you'd be now no because I really didn't have a focus back then and you know I I was focused on the wrong things and I knew I wanted to do something with my life but uh you know I don't think the the whole doctor thing came about you know till later on mm-hmm. later on um remember Bushra was like as one of our other friends Butcher is one of our other friends, yeah, from high school. She yeah. was just like, just go to medical school. I was like, what do you yeah. mean? What do you mean go to medical school? Like, and and after I had my back surgery, um, I was really, you know, serious about it. Uh, so, yeah. So, can you describe that? Because you had you had like a hernia, and you were really young. You were like, you know, twenty. Yeah, right? my uh, I was twenty. Had my surgery, spinal fusion at 21, but like while you're laying there thinking about like what you're gonna do with your life. At that point, I was already done with college and I didn't have anything going on, and like yeah. I, had, I was recovering. And like I was like, shoot, what am I gonna do with my life? And mm-hmm. you know, I I know that she had put the bug in my head, but I didn't even think it was possible, and. uh you know, thank God that uh, things turned. I had to end up going back to community college to finish like pre-rex 
and uh that that lasted for a year and a half or so and then uh then I got into mm -hmm. school and the rest is history oh my goodness yeah yeah it was it was uh quite the journey um and then now now here you are you're a doctor you've been working through the pandemic what's it been like it's not at it it, it wasn't as um maddening and and uh devastating as new york city but it, it got pretty bad did it it got pretty bad. there was a covid surge a few months back at that point like every other patient in the hospital was covid um you know I, and then it just sort of like you know it, it got better so things are, yeah. things are pretty good right now they're stable but yeah i mean working through the pandemic it's a lot of challenges um you know i also work in a clinic the patients are scared to come into the clinic but now they're you know i, I mean now they're now they're starting to come and then i had to transition over to video visits that's new for me uh yeah. because people are nervous to go into the clinic and then um in case they're really sick right you have them uh just uh call in from home yeah I mean, uh, kind of doing what we're doing right now, like troubleshoot over, over video and over the right. phone. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I have to say like, it's, it's definitely been a learning experience and it's been challenging, but, uh, we're getting through it. I really, really hope things get back to normal eventually. So, yeah. Right. But like, but what's, what's it like, what was it like when it was really hectic in the hospital? Uh, and then, um, like, can, I guess, I guess, can you start from the beginning? Like, what's it like giving a swab? Like, how do you, how do you swab someone? And then how do you, how do you tell them that they have COVID and, and what, what's their reaction, especially where you are, where it's a uh, pretty rural and it's like a lot of farmers, like what, what's that all like? Um, I mean, so the swab itself. I typically do like it's nasopharyngeal, so it almost feels like you're going into the back of your throat. Yeah, um, which it is. You go in through the nose and into the back. Um, yeah, like when when I get when I've gotten it, it's like I I start coughing. Yeah, well, I've had patients like almost try to like knock me out. The worst is like when yes. you children. Um, oh, I've, I've had a lot of children like just cry and you feel really bad about doing it but um you know the idea is that if 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 they are positive then they quarantine and then they're not spreading the virus to other people so um it's hard the the children are the hardest to do it on um yeah but i remember i remember when i i got uh, my first ever swab and the woman's like just please whatever you do please don't hit me and I was yeah. like, uh, don't worry, like, I'm not gonna hit you. But then like, she put the swab and I was like, Oh, my God, yeah. I, I held the, the side of my my car, my my the the side door. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it only lasts for a few seconds, though. So right. um, I mean, you know, pretty much like, uh, depending on their symptoms, you can pretty much tell, like, you know, most of the time I, I'll just tell them like, Hey, like, it's likely that you have COVID and, um, this is what you have to do. Um, a lot of the patients that I've had, like in the outpatient world have been okay. Um, 
you know, uh, they have their symptoms, uh, mild to moderate for like, um, a week, maybe a couple of weeks, and then eventually they recover. So that's been, that's been good. Um, and the, you know, the more severe patients obviously are the ones I I've dealt with in the hospital, but you know, um, that, that, that's, that can be a little bit scary. You know, because right. you're it like when you're when you're handing down this this diagnosis, like how how are they taking it? Um, you know, most of my patients take it pretty well. Like, I mean, you gotta just like walk them through it, pretty much. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, okay, we we have this this thing called COVID. Okay, mm-hmm. um, COVID positive. Okay, this is what you have to do. Um, I give them the recommendations. Depending on their symptoms, I give them certain types of medication, um, inhalers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really educate them on how to, you know, watch out for any worsening of symptoms. And right. like, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like the the standard um, um, medications now, there's there's no like medication for COVID now, right? Like. The, the inhalers is just like an albuterol or something. It's like, it's just like standard right. stuff. Albuterol. Um, when you're in the hospital, it's a little different if they've developed pneumonia or if they're uh, declining, I guess, um, you know, their respiratory uh, symptoms are getting worse. So there are uh, medications available like remdesivir, um, there's azithromycin, uh, there's high doses of steroids. So, I mean, it all depends on how severe their symptoms are. Yeah. Um, so in the outpatient world, it's a little bit different. Most of the time when you educate the patients and make sure you're available for them to reach mm. out to you uh, mm. at any time, uh, they feel more comfortable. Um, you know, they're, they're okay with it. They, they deal with the diagnosis and uh, they pretty much update me uh, a few weeks later. Um, but, you know, thankfully, like a lot of my patients have been fine. So. But are they in disbelief that they have it? Are they um, because you have a lot of people who who are don't want to wear a mask. They don't want to get the vaccine uh, like what. But they they do no. realize that they have COVID and it was probably I, I would say you know, they take it pretty well, you know, yeah. uh, no one's been in disbelief. I mean, the, the patients that don't want to wear a mask or don't want to get the vaccine, um, you know, they're kind of glad they got COVID cause you know, uh, they're, they're, they, they're glad they got it and it's done and over with. So, oh, wow. Cause they feel like, oh, now I have antibodies. Antibodies. And, you know, just to, just to be like, hey, it's not that bad, which oh, which, wow. which for some people, it's not that bad. But um, you got your select few where, yeah, it's it horrible, life or death. So right, and you have you have a friend that was like in Jersey, super healthy, um, yeah, uh, just uh, like a model of of perfect health, and got struck down. Uh, with COVID and he is uh, a long hauler now. Hauler, yeah. One, uh, every, every month or two, I, you know, we message each other and it's the same thing. He's just struggling, struggling to wow. breathe. 
doesn't work out anymore. This was a guy that worked out in the gym for like three hours, four hours a day. He used to yeah. teach the gym. He was an instructor. Um, so I mean, there's it's no so random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is is that hard as a as a doctor to see to see stuff like that? Um, I think it was just hard as a friend uh, to to know that you know my friend was suffering. Yeah. Um, you know, he was the guy that saved my dad's life when my dad had a wow. heart in the gym. And um, Oh, that was him. Yeah. He was the guy that saved my dad's life when my dad had a heart attack in the gym. And Wow. Um, so, like, it's just, like, you just want the best for your friends. Like, we became friends after that because I was so, like, like, thank you for saving my dad's life. But then we yeah. just hit it off as friends and uh just to hear him like you know suffer it, it kind of sucks it's just like you know it, it's not even so much as a doctor but as a friend like you're just like I, I wish there was something I could do right yeah and then and there's there's nothing that we anyone can do right now there's no um there's no cure there's no standard for medication <laughs> Um, it's just, uh, we, we are, would you say that you're sort of treating it like, um, like it's like kind of like a, like a cold, like a really bad, like bacterial infection or. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. I mean, um, just like a cold I and mean, what do you do for a cold supportive yeah. care, right? Uh, symptomatic, uh, treatment, uh, to alleviate the symptoms that's just all over-the-counter stuff or like home remedies so. yeah yeah right um in in haiti uh people drink a a, a certain tea I, I don't know what it's called uh but uh this this brings um us to india which you know the crisis is is devastating um are there, uh, have you heard of like family members using like certain remedies, like home remedies, like, or, or like, um, like maybe like your, if your mom's on the phone with someone, is she suggesting, uh, like certain remedy or anything? Yeah. So actually I have a cousin who's like a homeopathic doctor. Uh -huh. and then, matter of fact, I was just messaging her last night just to like check up on her. And so she goes to the hospitals once a week um to try in to india get, in india in gujarat or in new yep. delhi okay and, um she goes once a week to the hospitals she's also like a um teacher as well um in addition to being like a homeopathic doctor and yeah. um, so they've started i mean because there's such a lack of um supplies uh medication um, everything they've turned to like, I mean, they've always been sort of Ayurvedic in nature, but yeah. they've, you know, they've turned to these homeopathic, uh, um, remedies. And so she goes once, once a week to the hospitals, makes recommendations. Um, you know, and I asked her, uh, I asked her to send me a list. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, some of the stuff I didn't even know what was what was what i was like where do you even get this stuff from but it was all like all ashwagandha like or something maybe dude i couldn't even tell you i mean i'll send you the list but there was uh 
all this stuff on there. I was asking her, I was like, I don't, I don't even know where you get this stuff. She's like, well, basically she said you'd have to go to like, you know, a place where they have like homeopathic uh, medications and things like that. But yeah, um, yeah she says, uh, she says that it, it's, it's helpful, you know, to a certain extent. Um, yeah. You know, she almost feels like, you know, that the stuff that they do in the hospitals makes, could make it potentially worse, but, wow, you know, uh, uh, who knows, who knows? I mean, um, she's, I mean, everybody's trying to, trying to just live and trying whatever right. they can to survive. So, you know, if they don't have oxygen, what's the next, next, uh, step, use something homeopathic or, um, I don't know. It's, it's really bad. I mean, my dad had a cousin that passed away, uh, last week from COVID. I'm um, sorry. My, yeah, it, my, uh, my cousin's brother-in-law passed away from COVID in India and in Gujarat. Um, it's my, my mom's cousin passed away in India. Like these are people they haven't seen in years, but at the same time, it's still your family. You grew up with that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, how are you how are you all getting information about your family is this like through whatsapp or is this uh phone calls everybody's on facebook um you know my mom is on facebook uh my mm -hmm. my uh my aunt she keeps in touch with everyone from india phone calls everything i mean yeah. um it's just um it's and i asked my cousin like is it really that bad there like you know wow. is this like uh she's like yes it is so, wow. I mean, really? it's, I, I, I remember, uh, we were Airbnb, Airbnb hosts, uh, my husband and I, and we were, uh, we, we, we met the people that were going to stay in our basement. This is back in Brooklyn. We, we met them at the train station and we walked them over to our house and mm -hmm. the street was sort of kind of crowded. Um, but they had just come back from India and they, they describe the sidewalk because, you know, of course, we've never been to India. I'd love to go. Um, and and they were like, oh, like, you think this sidewalk is crowded? It's like five times more crowded than this in India. And so it's like there's so many people. Everyone, there's no way you can socially dis distant your, distance yourself from from someone. huh? Like, it's just like. Like everyone is on top of each other. So it's like to, for something like this, it's like it, it, it can, it's very easy to spread like wildfire because like there's just so many people around each other. Yeah, it's true. But I also wonder about like, there's gotta be other countries because India is not the only country that's like overpopulated, you know? Oh, China. Yeah. China, but, but um, somehow they, they, um, it seems like they're, theirs are under control. I think it's, it was just like, um, who knows what, what, what happened. Is it though? Like, do we really know? I mean, uh, right. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel like, I mean, there's gotta be something going on there that we don't know about. Um, not just there, but all these other countries that are overpopulated, maybe we just don't hear about it. And India is the only one that's actually recording and uh, keeping a track of 
you know, how many people are dying or reporting to, to the outside world. Right. It just, it seemed like, um, the country had a really, um, they, they seemed, it seemed like almost, uh, that the worst was, was over. Um, if anything, like there, there, the first initial wave of, of Rona in India, just, um, there were very few, uh, casualties. It, people, um, people were able to get back to their normal lives pretty quickly compared to the United States. And uh, it was almost as if um, there was this confidence that like, oh, okay, we're good. Um, we don't need to do the vaccine rollout right away. And, and then um, this, like this now second wave has hit. Is, is that, um, is that accurate? No, I mean, uh, you know, their, their vaccine rollout is pretty, you know, uh, it's pretty good, I, you know, although they haven't been able to get, you know, people vaccinated, I mean, they've, you know, maybe, maybe the people let down their guards, but who hasn't yeah. though? Who hasn't? Right. Yes. Who hasn't here? Who hasn't in different countries? So I, I just feel like, uh, you know, they're the ones on the, in the spotlight right now. They're the ones who's reporting it. I, I almost feel like there's people from, you know, the other countries are not reporting it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it sucks anyway. Uh, spotlight or no spotlight. It's, it's really devastating. What's your hope for um, uh, the people what's what's your hope for your your family in india but then also what's your hope for people like in your community right now because what what's interesting is was where you where you work um it is a rural community um there are there are some people who who don't want to get vaccinated um there are, there are people who don't want to wear masks anymore um and and it's interesting that you have these patients and that at the same time you have you know this devastating crisis in india and um, the people in India, I'm sure, would love to be in the shoes of, you know, whoever is your patient in New York. Like, they they would love to just live their life and have the option to, you know, be indignant towards the vaccine or, or indignant towards wearing masks. Like, they, like, right now in India, they don't have that option at all. It's like they... Um, they have to deal with it. So like, what, what's your hope for um, people in your community? Um, I would have, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I would say wearing a mask definitely helps. Um, yeah. Listen, I've been wearing a mask. Uh, I've been around so many COVID patients, um, you know, mask and, appropriate protection um and you know luckily i haven't uh gotten covid so yeah. um just personal experience it does it does help it does right. it does protect um so you know um i mean i haven't caught the flu not that there is any flu this year but um well there's not much of it uh yeah. i haven't caught a cold I mean, we're doing appropriate hand hygiene. We're covering our faces with masks. So, I mean, yeah. really, uh, 
I've I've been in the clear. So clearly, like the mask is some form of protection right. that allowed me to not get sick and allowed me to actually treat my patients and every every day and go into work healthy. So right. so that I'm able to uh, be there for my patients. So so that that's one thing um, with the vaccine. You know, um, I can understand, uh, you know, people's reluctancy and I can understand um, the fear behind it. Right. Um, because I myself have questions regarding that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I do feel like people should be allowed that choice um, to to decide what goes into their body and what doesn't. Um, but, you know, at least be educated about it and hoping that, you know, my patients and people in general, uh, educate themselves about it and then make their decision, you know, uh, from that point, whether or not this is the right thing for them to do to get the vaccine or not. So, right. But, but even, even though you, you have questions about it, you still got it. You still got the vaccine. I, you know, that's, that's, uh, I still got the vaccine. Yeah. I had a lot of questions about it. I almost felt like there wasn't a choice in the beginning. Yeah. I wish I could have researched a little bit more. I wish I could have, um, read about it a little bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, at that time, because it was so early on in the vaccine distribution, I didn't really have the time to do any of that. Um, you almost felt like there wasn't an option. Yeah. But there kind of is, there is no option, though. I don't think there's an, an option for anybody. I feel like in order for us to have one day herd immunity, we have to just, we all have to get vaccinated so we can stop we can stop this spread yeah i mean uh that's the idea behind it but you know as as a free country and democracy like you know there's going to be half the population that doesn't want to and and um but will we ever get to that point i don't know i'm not sure yeah, yeah, I don't know. And that's that's what's so frustrating um about many Americans is that they yeah, we have freedom. We got states rights. We got you know, we uh this this country was founded on individual individualism. I don't know. But like at the same time we're a community also. And we have to we have to think like a community. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, like I, I would imagine um, the attitude is, is different, like in India or in um, in Haiti. I don't know. In Haiti, um, there is a there is a sense of individualism um, because you're also like trying to you're also surviving. Like you you have to rely on yourself to survive in your family. Uh, there's there's not 
a real like strong government or police system or anything so it's like you have to do for yourself so there is a sense of like individualism so I, I don't know what the attitudes are are like towards the vaccine like in Haiti for instance but I imagine in India everybody's trying to get a shot in their arm huh really don't know yeah I don't know I'd have to get back to you on that. Um, your cousin, but your cousin that's a homeopath, uh, she's is she vaccinated? It's a good question. I didn't ask her if she was vaccinated. Um, yeah, but she's I mean, safe. She's safe. Yeah, she's safe. But I mean, I I don't know if she's vaccinated. Um, you know, as far as I know, there wasn't enough vaccines, and apparently, like India is like one of the biggest distributors of the vaccine. So, right. what does that tell you? I, right. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I feel like they they gave their vaccines to other parts of the world because uh, there was a confidence that the worst of the pandemic had 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 passed, and that um and that they were they were good, and so I I I I think that um I think that that's part of what happened, what um led to this like tsunami, um which is really terrible. It's really awful. It is. Yeah. And so you've built, um, let's, let's talk about something more um, happy right now. So like you've, you've built your own house. I, I always think back to Teresa Judice uh, in uh, Real Housewives when she um, like, it was like her first, I think it was like the first season of New Jersey and she was moving into her house and it was uh, one that she built with Joe Judice. And she was like, Oh my God, live in somebody else's house. That's gross. We build our own house. <laughs> so, and this, this is what you've done. Shout out to Teresa Judice. Shout out to Teresa Judice. Yeah. Uh, Jersey, Jersey in full effect. Um, you're, you know you're a single, you're a single mom doctor you did this all on your own it's incredible you know when the world becomes covid free god willing um who are you gonna have over for like your dream dinner party you feel comfortable uh i don't you know your dream blunt rotation um you know you know me people are always like i always love when people are in and out of the house that's how yeah. it works. Paramus at my parents oh, yeah house. yeah come into jersey come to visit uh-huh yeah, just people always in and out of the house and uh just all my friends family um you know i'm talking about like famous people like like maybe like four famous people that um you know they came over they drove all the way to upstate new york uh-huh. bf upstate new york uh-huh. and huh Famous people? Yeah, like four famous people. Who would you have in your dream? Uh, your in your dream house. Who would you have come over? Um, probably like James Hetfield. Um, that's one. Nice. I always had this like idea that I would meet him one day, and uh, meet the whole band, and they'd come over for dinner. Lars Ulrich too. Oh my God, Metallica. Yeah, of course nice um god um i mean you know uh some 
I mean, I, I would have had Notorious come over. <laughs> oh, B.I.G. Okay, yeah, Dead or Alive, it's fine. So you'd have uh, uh, Metallica. Yeah, Notorious. Uh, uh, B.I.G. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. God. Um, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I can tell you. I think that's good enough. I have a band yeah. and a rapper. That's that's good enough. Yeah, I mean, I think that they would all find something to talk about. I think they probably were at the Video Music Awards uh, together around the same time. It's possible. Yeah, back in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I was there. I was there at that party. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, I think my, my dream blunt rotation would be a gem from Gem and the Holograms. Maybe Mayim Bialik, and we could talk about Blossom. Um, Michaela Cole from I May Destroy You. I feel like she'd be a really interesting um, person to conversate with. And uh, Reggae Jean-Page Jean from Bridgerton, because I, I want the scoop on on why he's um, not going to be in uh, Bridgerton 2, which I, mm -hmm. I the second series. But, uh, you know, whatever. That That would be mine. Yeah. Did you watch Bridgerton? I didn't. I heard it was a really good show. Um, I heard it was a good show, but I never watched it. No. You have very specific, uh, like TV taste. I mean, we did like Six Feet Under together, but like there, there are other shows that you, uh, that you like that I might not like. Yeah, I mean, I'm very like uh, picky when it comes to like shows, but I mean. Uh, my biggest thing back in the day was Oz. Uh, I, yeah, we also watched Oz. Oh my god, all those like uh, prison like cavity searches, the body cavity searches, so many butts, so many, so many dicks. Morbid, morbid scenes. Morbid scenes. Yeah, that show got wild. Uh, let's do some rapid fire questions and then sure. we're done. All right. So, favorite cake? Chocolate, hands down. Favorite curse word? Fuck. Nice. What's your color toothbrush right now? Mine is orange. Purple and white. Nice. Who do you admire the most? <clears throat> um, I have a few people I admire. I admire my parents, my brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my friend Kevin. Shout out to Jay. Yeah, shout out to Jay. Jay Rawal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my friend Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. People. If you could be any animal, what would you what would it be and why? Dude, I've been talking about this for like the past few months. I have like a rash all over my body. Uh it's called ashy dermatosis, apparently. And um, why? up with that i don't know but uh i've been joking around that it makes me feel like i'm a cheetah so oh so it's like it's like uh areas of hyper and hypopigmentation and uh um i don't know what's up with that but my dermatologist is working on it and uh oh wow um does it itch it was itching in the beginning not so much anymore um yeah but uh you know, um, she's been helping me with my skin regimen. Um, 
my skin, my face, um, which looks yeah really good, by the way. It does. It does. I can that's see. Fun. It looks great. Uh, and that's, that's, she's, she's been really helpful with that. Um, but then when this happened, my skin started clearing up on my face. And then last yeah. year I started having like, uh, all this, uh, like eruption of like, uh, this rash all over my body, but either way I'm alive. I'm okay. Right. It's also, um, you know, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, I know that you've been under a lot of stress, like with the pandemic and, and other things as well. Um, it's, it's wild. Uh, when my parents died, uh, six months apart, I, I, I had all of these like weird things that would, um, pop up. I had this weird, um, like, uh, uh, it was, it was it's not palpitations i can't think of it but like um there was something like under my eye like I, it, it, it mm -hmm. looked almost like palsy but like it wasn't um but they're just crazy things that will happen to you when you're yeah. under a lot of stress yeah i mean uh but yeah so cheetah cheetah or like chitara in uh <laughs> thundercats you're like chitara yeah. uh okay what is one of your weird quirks uh god i have so many um i don't know i have like a really weird laugh i think when i'm like really like yeah it's like that <laughs> yo yeah that is it um when i'm really like think something is funny yeah it's a weird laugh go ahead <laughs> favorite movie or tv show oh man tv show right now um god i've been watching so much stuff on amazon prime um nice i like this show called four more shots uh four more shots yeah it was okay based in india uh and um favorite movie god um i don't know fugitive the Fugitive. Oh, we never talked about The Fugitive ever. It's, it's a great Harrison movie, Ford. Man. It's, it's on every year. Um, it's excellent movie. Yeah, Harrison Ford. I I just always remember that moment where he's he's a um there he's in some huge pipe and he tells Tommy Lee Jones, "I didn't do it. I didn't kill my wife." And Tommy Lee Jones is like, "I I don't care." Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't care. care. Yeah. Uh, so it's such an American like Ted Cruz thing to say like you just yeah. want to take somebody down and you're like I don't care the gangster movie Tommy Lee Jones shout out to Tommy Lee Jones uh, oh my god oh my god okay all right last question if you could be any flavor of ice cream what ice cream flavor would you be and why god chocolate man I love chocolate tastes so good um nice oh it's simple it's simple oh you can't go wrong with chocolate man so chocolate cake with a scoop of chocolate ice cream i wouldn't do the scoop of chocolate ice cream with it but chocolate cake. oh 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 okay all right wait, these, are, these are singular loves never never together nope okay which also goes back to one of your quirks what, what do you so mean? it relates to the quirks, but 
just like you know if if it's chocolate cake and but it would but that's also like me too like if it's chocolate cake it has to be maybe vanilla ice cream or some other kind of flavor ice cream it can't be chocolate on chocolate oh okay i thought you meant like in life in general oh no i just mean like you know how we have like specific interests like kind of kind of quirky <laughs> Oh, I, meant, so I thought you meant like our our taste in men or something. Oh, oh, oh no, <laughs> no. Funny. We are we are open. We are open to all flavors of ice cream. Yeah, I hear that. Okay, and now let's play a game. And an embellishment, or I was thinking two truths and a lie, but it's not really a lie. It's just I embellished on a truth. Are you ready, Sean? Yes, I am. Okay, so I'm going to tell you three recent things that might have happened. You have to decide which one is totally bullshit. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay, so Bill Gates worth 130 billion transferred 1.8 billion in stocks to his wife melinda the day they announced their divorce after reaching a separation agreement that's the first one. Second one on the view megan mccain discussed republicans push to oust republic uh other republican rep liz cheney um, as the GOP conference chair, saying that um, they, she said something about them like shiving her for res- um, for for uh, respecting the presidential election results and refusing to debase herself for Cheeto Jesus. Cheeto Jesus, wow. Third, a wealthy family is offering up to. 520000 a year for a couple to manage their homes on a private island in the Bahamas and in the in Naples, Florida. So which one's the embellishment? I feel like um, maybe the third one. I, you know, I don't know about the Bill Gates thing. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, I don't know. The Bill Gates one is like, it's so straightforward. I don't feel like there was any embellishing. Uh-huh. Um, I believe the Megan McCain, Liz Cheney thing, because I, I heard something about, you know, everybody trying to censure Liz Cheney on NPR yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sounds true. They all sound true, but I, I'm going to say the third one is the embellishment, but I'm probably wrong. OK, actually, you are right. You're right. It is the wealthy family. So this wealthy family, they're offering a pair of housekeepers. You can be a couple if you want, I guess. But they're offering a pair of housekeepers a potential dream job. 
up to $120,000 a year to help run their properties on a private Bahamian island and in Naples, Florida. In Naples, they have the big waves. Okay. So that was like barely an embellishment. I mean, I guess $400,000 extra, that's an embellishment. Yeah. And the fact that it doesn't have to be a couple, but... Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was an embellishment. All right. Um, the ad- unidentified family in question is a high net worth family of four with two grown children who live at home, but they split their time between the Sunshine State and the private Caribbean island. Wow. Yeah. And then the family, they've already employed uh, grounds, maintenance, gardeners, pool staff. So they're just looking for an experienced domestic couple to become long-term team members to help manage and care for their homes. All right. You want to move to the Bahamas? I mean, I was going to ask you. Yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, that that's a lot of money. It's pretty good, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it would be kind of gross. And then like the kids would like because they're grown, but then they still sort of live at home. So I feel like they would just. Yeah, those kids are probably terrible. They're probably really terrible. And take a scoop to the dome and then just harass you all day. Yeah. Yeah. Amped. Yeah, pretty much. You said you were going to clean my room. Yeah. I got a board meeting on Zoom in 10 minutes. Those kids don't have a board meeting. This place looks like shit. Yeah. Well, they had some kind of board meeting. The kids? Yeah. And why do they live at home? Because it's nice. Yeah. It sounds pretty swelligant. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's the game. So uh, anything you want to say? Anything that's making you happy this week? Uh, no, I mean, life is pretty good, but I don't know. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, um, the reason why we're late for this podcast is just that, um, I, I had a serious sinus infection after getting my second vaccine. Um, not to say that it's related. I'm just saying that, like, um, my second vaccine symptoms rolled over into, um, a really miserable sinus infection and so i'm just getting my voice back so here i am here we are thanks sean no problem so that's making me happy that i'm i'm talking again yeah it's great yeah uh, i'm sure i'm sure you're happy about that oh yeah oh yeah all right so this is great thank you so much and uh thank you so much to my guest pretty and we'll see you next week i'm yummy coco Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye.